spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 happy Monday. Happy Monday, man. Um, over the weekend, New York Times put out uh, something that I think we all knew about. But I don't think we knew it was this bad. Downtown Phoenix, homeless encampment. We've got hundreds of tents. And, you know, a lot of us have driven by it. Uh, It's a nightmare. I knew it was bad. This is a nightmare. Let's just go into a little bit of this investigative report that the New York Times did on Phoenix. Okay. And downtown Phoenix. Okay. We knew that the number of people living on the street, you know... (sighs) Was a lot more than, let's say, five, six years ago. Yes. I didn't know the number of people living on the street has more than tripled since 2016. But let, let's tell you how bad it is in this, in this encampment. Because I think throughout the show, we've tried to tell you, this is, these are folks that are suffering from mental illness and substance abuse. There's no question about it. 100%. This is not, in, you know, an elderly you know, person who was in a, uh, a uh, let's say, a rental, you know, maybe it was an they apartment. They weren't priced out of a marketplace, Yeah, is what you're trying to tell us. Or These- there's a family of five, and guess what? They lost their house, and that is happening here. Uh, and maybe they're living in their car, and it's horrible. What we're talking about in downtown Phoenix, in this encampment, is mental illness and substance abuse. Let me run it down for you. There's a woman who lives at this encampment that does surgery on people if they need it. Well, the good news is she's not a licensed medical physician. <laughs> this exactly. is the insanity of what's going on. Oh, that's right. I almost forgot about the 20 to 24 week old fetus that was burned near a dumpster. This is just so vile. There is there are many people down there that they, they mutter to themselves all day long and they walk around and they defecate everywhere and they're urinating in front of, you know, uh, businesses. And there is one woman swinging a pipe at people. Uh, how about how about this? This is this one I did not know. So there's gunfire. Now, we knew that on occasion that was going to happen. Why the gunfire? Well, one businessman said that he heard rumors from within this encampment that one day there was going to be more gunfire today because of a turf battle over the sidewalk. Yeah. The stabbings that have gone on inside the tents, the 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 copious amounts of needles everywhere. We have become San Francisco without the view. Because at least in San Francisco, in some of the areas at night, it can hide the darkness and you can see the ocean and the Golden Gate Bridge. Here, it's just nasty and it's going to get nastier because we have zero plans to take this on. Yeah, it's there's no there's 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 no easy solution for this. I get it. Um, But there's a man that works down there with his wife, Debbie, Joe Falucci. And he owns a sub shop. Yeah. Okay. And he's owned it with his wife for 40 years. Yeah. So Mr. Falacci and him, him and his wife, they're partners. They own it. Like yeah. one of those cool delis you go to. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know that this isn't one of those, hey, we make just two kinds of sandwiches. It's like, it's that's kind of like an awesome old style deli. Yeah. When he goes to work, he parks near dozens of tents. He'll never go anywhere without his mace. Um. He sees on his way to work. Well, there's a young woman lying in the middle of the street. There is a man that is urinating at my front door. Meth. P- 
people sleeping on his tables where he wants people to eat his sandwiches. He will join us tomorrow at 4.05. He's living in hell right now. He's distraught. His if it, so let's just give you guys an idea. If his building, the thing that he owns, was several blocks away in one direction or another, he's probably getting six, seven, eight hundred, maybe a million dollars for it. Where he's at now, he gets offers for two hundred thousand dollars, and that's it. Because people know you're going to have to deal with the nastiness in yeah. and around there, and that's the kind of damage that's being done to individuals. At four thirty, we're going to take you to downtown Phoenix. Uh, and we're going to talk to someone who is is watching what is happening currently today. And it is worse than we thought. That's at 4.30. All right. Donald Trump. Yeah. Is the former president going to be arrested tomorrow? It's a possibility. He said, well, the way it would work is if he was to be arrested, he had to be arrested. He'd be fingerprinted. For what? For a, as Alan Dershowitz said a little while ago, a bookkeeping error from seven years ago. Get over it. But this would be for hush money for Stormy Daniels. And that's what the state. An adult film star. The state. Stop using the word star. The state of New York, not a federal indictment. Mm -hmm. This is not. This is a state indictment in New York, and they're going after him for this. The chances of them getting a conviction are slim to none based on the fact they want to turn it into a felony on something they've never tried before. But I just saw they're putting up barriers around where the grand jury is. That, to me, looks kind of like, well, you're expecting some sort of of potential chaos. Or you're just planning for it. Which is what you should do. Yeah, which is what uh, you should do. But uh, you're, you're talking about you're talking about indicting a former president on something that, and and we've talked about this. You can get an indictment of a hand sandwich if you go in front of a of of, of a grand jury. Yeah, it's always been kind I, of the thing. I don't think it makes him a criminal. I think it makes him gross. But gross doesn't mean gross you go doesn't to jail. mean that you broke the law. We just talked about gross. That we doesn't did. mean nobody's going to jail for that. Listen, if you're if you're running for president and you're married and you sleep with a porn star. I think you're gross. Does it make you a criminal? I don't no. think it does. And by the way, this took place in 2006, long before he was president. This came out of 2016, and the feds looked at this and said, yeah, we're not going to try this. We have no way of getting an indictment. You're going to find 12 people to indict him in Manhattan? Good luck with that. Yeah, I, I think it's silly. Uh, I, as I said, I just think it, it makes him a bad person. But you know what? There been a lot of bad people in the White House. Bill Clinton. JFK, who JFK. everybody lots. Oh my God! Oh my God! JFK. But do I think he should go to jail for it? No. You know what he might? You know what? You know? You know what he did wrong? There's a there's a case against him in Atlanta. Yeah, in Georgia. With, with the effort to overturn the election, we heard him on audio say, "I need you to find me. I need you to find me thousands of votes." That to me is criminal. But the thing is, is saying find me 12,000 uh, 12, votes and going York. and getting it in Georgia is still a tough thing and I they've passed that up they're still looking at it but I still think it would be a tough one to go out and do uh, yeah. you know but just like right now you know the big but thing there's is there's something to the Georgia thing yeah just like you it, know the, the the thing with it's such a salacious story with a an adult film star and he cheated on his wife and maybe he used campaign money to pay her off okay yeah. I don't know I think it's gross but I don't know if there's a law that he broke I mean, but you're the you're a sitting president of the United States, and you're calling Georgia saying you need to rig the yeah. election. I got a problem with that. Well, you didn't say you need to rig it, and there's the problem. It's always skirting the issue 
that these guys get away with. Just like with Biden, they're talking about Biden. How is it your kids got all this money, including your dead son's wife got money from China? Yeah. And people don't really that CNN said, look, this is a problem for him uh, because they don't they do just enough, but then go over. Why don't we do five spot on Trump? Let's do it. All right. Here's what we want. Call us if you don't like him. Call us if you dislike Trump. We've got a question for you. 277-KTAR. 602-277-5827. Trump thinks he's going to be arrested tomorrow. But we want you to call us if you don't like the guy. Okay? And we've got a question. 602-277-5827. Five spot, where we put you on the spot about a news story everybody's talking about, is next. And Chad. Brought to you by Parker and Sons. Heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Over the weekend, Trump claimed he will be arrested tomorrow. Indicted by Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg for charges related to hush money payments he made to porn star Stormy Daniels. ABC News has not verified the claims, and Trump hasn't said why he thinks he'll be arrested tomorrow. His own spokesman said they have received no notice from the DA's office. All right, for Five Spot today, we're putting you on the spot if you dislike Trump. You don't like the guy. You probably didn't vote for the guy. 277-KTAR. We've got a good question for you. Chad, number one, who do we got? Ben and Tempe, welcome to the program. Hey, how you guys doing? I'm good. Hey, Ben, do you want to see him get arrested? I, I do. It makes me sick, but I do because the guy's a career criminal and he's been getting away with stuff for the last 23 years, 20 or 30 years. And I, I, I honestly do, but I, I'm not happy about it. But I think he needs to be held accountable. So do you think that them reaching in a, a situation like this to have him arrested, knowing full well that chances of this coming off, is uh, is that too far, though? I don't think it's too far. I don't think he's going to be put in handcuffs. I think that's very clear because of the Secret Service and him being the former president. But I do think that a, a, an interesting thing to remember about this is that his lawyer that he wrote the checks to had to serve in prison for this same charge. Well, so, and he didn't get, he wasn't, uh, he was individual one in the, uh, in the FBI investigation, department of justice right. investigation, yeah. but he never, um, he never had to receive accountability for it because he was president. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. One of the reasons Chad, we're a- asking this question is, is it just going to satisfy you? Cause you don't like the guy. Yeah. That's one of the things. Is that what we and, are and now? You know, you know what? I think a lot of people are that way. I, I don't That's know. It. That's it. I mean, it really is. Uh, Rick in Scottsdale, uh, are you hoping he gets arrested? Uh, no, I don't. I'm not real happy about it. I think that they're overreaching for something that really isn't there. And I think, if anything, it's just going to embolden the Trump supporters to support him even more. All right. Yeah, appreciate Thanks, your Rick. call, man. Thanks so much. Uh, Kim in Phoenix. Kim, do you hope he's arrested? Why? What will, what will that prove? What will it do? He needs to be held accountable for his actions. Is hush money? But I didn't think hush money was against it's, the law. It's not it's hush money. It's campaign finance no. rules. Yeah. But he violated the campaign finance laws. Yeah, but that it, is illegal. It, yes, but it's a uh, it's a misdemeanor, and misdemeanors go away after two years. This is 2016. What year are we in? 
23. Yeah, we are in 23. So that feels like it's a bit of an overreach. Does it feel political, though? Is this the wrong thing to go after him? I, no, I don't. I, I mean, you got to start somewhere. Okay, okay. I, I think that he's done so much in the past that he's gotten away with, Chad, and you know that's and the By case. the way, Michael Cohen went to jail because he lied to Congress, mm-hmm. uh, not because of the hush money stuff. And plus, he also took a bunch of money from Trump and then Listen, everybody it. Trump was surrounding him himself, they're all crooks. Yeah. Brian in Mesa, uh, what do you think? Think you should go to jail? Yes. Why? Well, you have to start somewhere. And this just, to me, seems like it's small at this point, but it just shows that he can be held accountable. And even he is not above the law for all of his lies and criminal activity. And it just helps embolden the cases that in Georgia and other. He has more than two lawsuits against him. He has. He's got a multiple ton. Lawsuits yeah. against him. At least and three. Yeah, and I just think this can be the tip of the iceberg. It just kind of, kind of scratches that that wound, opens it up a little bit, and, and shows these people that are following blindly uh, behind him and supporting him, like Chad. That they, <laughs> I don't think Chad's blindly. I don't blindly follow him, Brian. But I'm not a fool either, and just going to throw somebody in jail because you don't like somebody. No, no, he's a criminal, Chad, and you defend him, and it's ridiculous to listen to you. I have never defend defended him. the guy. I think the guy, I've never voted for him, and I don't think he's a character that I like. But I also look around and look at politics and think there's a lot of characters I don't like, Brian, but they seem to be where. There's questions about the guy that's in the White House now, and how his family got $3 million being Chinese energy experts, for God's sakes. We can't ask questions about that. Well, no, it's different because we like this guy. Look, uh, I don't defend the guy. I think he's scummy. Uh, I like some of the stuff he did, but the reality is he was always more drama than anything else. All right. Thanks, everybody, for five spot. We asked you to call if you dislike Trump. And, you know, is it one of those things where, okay, he said, lock her up, lock her up all those years. And now we've got you saying, lock him up. Yeah. Or, is that really going to solve anything to lock the and guy up? Is this up? what we're going to do for the rest of our time now? Every president, we're going to go look at every human being they've ever come in contact with, and we're going to find out what they did, and we're just going to go, we're going to end up like Illinois, where we put everybody in jail that used to be governor. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the guy either, but I don't know if paying somebody off is against the law in New York. I would much rather see you know, Georgia go after him for trying to get votes. They were going to get racketeering, conspiracy, tried to overturn the election. That to me, is the worst thing he's ever done. All right, coming up next, we told you about downtown Phoenix. It's turned into the worst parts of San Francisco, the homeless encampment. We have someone that's standing outside the homeless encampment. We're going to talk to that person next. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. All right, uh, the homeless encampment in downtown Phoenix has really gotten out of control. Uh, we've been talking about it all day. Uh, the number of people living on the street has more than tripled since 2016. The people in this specific part, yeah, there's a lot of mental illness and there's a lot of drugs. We're reading in the New York Times about, well, a fetus was burned down there next to a dumpster. A woman is performing a surgical procedure on a homeless person. They're both homeless. We've got people muttering to themselves in your People trying to buy as much sandwiches for all the Dairy Dairy Queens they own, which they don't own. Right. And it's very troubling, and no one's doing anything about it. Uh, Well, someone that was down there 
uh, earlier today is our next guest. Allie Bradley joins us, uh, network correspondent for News Nation. You've heard her with us. She's on the border a lot. Yes. Uh, and uh, Allie, thank you for joining us. I know you were down there today. Uh, paint the picture for us because this New York Times article really, I think it got to everybody. Yeah, I think that I should preface it by saying this, guys, first, while I spend a lot of time at the border, I'm from north of Seattle. So I've seen the homeless crisis and I've experienced the homeless crisis for years now to a capacity that we can't even wrap our heads around living here in Phoenix right now. But what I will say is being down there today, what I experienced was a feeling of being unsafe, for sure. I will say driving through that area, you didn't know if someone was going to come up and bang on your windows, get out in front of your car stop your car, what that might look like. Every single city block down there near the railroad tracks is an encampment. Every single one out there off Jefferson has tents as far as the eye can see. And yes, people are muttering to themselves, are yelling profanities as they're crossing the street, stopping traffic as they're crossing the streets, things like that. But they're also, you know, while I was walking around looking at, at people, they were normal human beings that had fallen on some hard times. That's what everybody is dealing with right now. And as, as to the extent of that hard time, we don't know, right? And to the extent of why they're still there, we don't know. But what we do know is inaction is not the solution. And that's what we're seeing across the country is a lot of inaction. Now, I did reach out to the city and ask the city what they're doing. They say that they've spent $50 million on the homelessness issue, which also includes some mental health responses. They, they've opened up around 600 beds last year. They're looking at around 800 beds this year and next year that they will be opening up. But what's really interesting, you guys, is I was talking to one group of people and they were, some of them were from West Africa. One man was from uh, Miami. One woman, she was living there as well. Her name was Esther. And she told me that she had a place to live in the shelters. I asked her, I said, well, usually you can go into a shelter if you are clean and sober. Are you sober? And she said, yes. And I said, do you do any street drugs? And she said, no. What does that mean? I said, Adderall, Xanax. Do you do anything further? like heroin, cocaine, you know, anything like that. And she said, no. And she said, I do stay in a shelter at night, but during the day, where am I supposed to go? So I come out here because these are my people and this is what I do. So during the day, there's no solution, whether there's a bed available for them or not, they're going to be wandering the streets. And that's what we're seeing. And these small businesses are being directly impacted like Joe and Debbie, who own the old station sandwich shop, which as you guys probably are familiar with, has been a staple in the community for nearly 40 years. Sure. Joe has run that place for 37 years. Well, now he's saying, I don't know if I'm supposed to stay here, if I'm supposed to close up shop, or if I'm just supposed to adapt to what's happening, because we've asked the city several times for help and they won't respond. I did reach out to the city specifically about Joe and Debbie, did not hear back. They just want some kind of help. They're saying the city is no longer cleaning in the areas nearby, which they aren't. They're supposed to be doing city sweeps where they move the encampments and they give these people two weeks notice, and then they clean up the entire area. But Joe says they're not doing that anymore. He said they used to do that. So the city's still kind of touting these programs that we're not really sure are really active and, and where that funding is going. So obviously some more research needs to be done on, on where that $50 million really is going because it doesn't really seem like it's going very far, you guys, based yeah. on what I've seen today. Talking to Allie Braddy uh, from News Station. She was down there today in Phoenix looking at the homeless issue that's down there. Uh, you know, uh, when you looked around there, did you see any police 
at all. Did you see any kind of presence of, of anybody that's there uh, as an authority uh, in and around there? Because when we read, you know, poor Joe's, you know, just talking about it, it's almost a like getting through, you know, a Baghdad of homelessness, feces, drug addicts just to get to his facility. Yeah. And I mean, he's not I, I would love to say that he's exaggerating, but he's not. All day while we were standing there doing live shots, people were walking by us. We did not feel safe just standing there on the street right next to the opening, the entrance of his building. There's trash everywhere. The the homeless people I was speaking with even openly told me they defecate in the street, that that is where they go to the bathroom because they have to. They say the line is too long to use the bathroom. So they end up going on themselves or they don't go to the line at all and they go in the street and they go along the buildings. They use the restroom. And Joe says they used to and spray those areas off. He says they're no longer doing that. So you ask, were there any officials in the area? I did see some people cleaning the street area, like some custodial workers. There were no police in, in the area whatsoever. There was a man who looked like a makeshift security guard to a degree. He had a kind of a reflected vest on, but did not have any insignia as far as city worker. And then there was a guy in the encampment with a bulletproof vest on that kind of touted himself as the security guy of the encampment. So no police, but they kind of have their own security going, you guys out there. All right. Hey, Allie, thanks for uh, joining us, and thanks for going down there and checking things out and giving us some insight on what's happening. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Take care. Okay. Allie Bradley, uh, network correspondent for News Nation. She does a great job on the border. If you follow her on Twitter... It is amazing stuff. She is right in the middle of everything. Yeah. Uh, and so today she said, okay, well, we've got a problem here in downtown Phoenix. And she put herself in the middle of all that. It is a nightmare down there. Yeah. And she's got some good stuff on her Twitter where yeah. you can see some of the uh, of the craziness out there. Man, it's just, we've got to figure something out. All right. $50 million and we we got 600 beds. Eight, really? That's it? I think that's it. <sighs> good God. All right, uh, you know how uh, we've got this uh, snitch line for uh, teachers here in uh, Arizona? That's what I heard. What happened to the teacher snitch line in Virginia? And will the same thing happen here? Next. Drive home with the Gatos and Chad Show. Hey, you know that uh, teacher snitch line here in Arizona? Yeah, very snitchy. Uh, Tom Horn, superintendent of public instruction. This is his big idea on how to help improve education. Not resource officers, not, you know, backing the teachers or getting behind them and saying, let's pay them more. We've got a tip line. Uh, and so far, shame on all of you, by the way, for pranking it. We only did that twice. All of you out there, are you doing a lot more, apparently. Um, this tip line is going to be gone, I think, sooner yeah. than later. And and the reason I think that is uh, they had the same thing in Virginia. This is probably where Horn got his kind of yes. stupid idea. Uh, it didn't work in Virginia. Um, and here's why. They said, you know, the amount of, of people we had to, you know, go and listen to the voicemails and then, and then investigate them and try and figure out if they were true. And it's then expensive. we did a couple investigations. We did several and they all just, they were, they were all dead ends and, and all that kind of stuff. I just wonder how long, like, I think Tom Horn is going, he's, 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 he's in it for the long run here. He wants to prove that this thing is going to work. Even if he doesn't do anything with it, just leaves it there. 
He could just leave it there. That's a possibility. He could just leave it's it there. It's also an email that I think would probably get more run anyways than anything else. At the end of the day, it started in Virginia mm-hmm. because that became the battle of, of craziness last year. You guys remember Youngkin was running. And the schools really had the battle there when you had several politicians, several board members, several teachers and stuff say, it's none of your business what kind of what we do at school. Uh, this is our, you know, you don't have that kind of right. It really became the the ground zero for the against the woke insanity. Mm-hmm. But they, it, you know, like everything. No, it sounds great in theory, but who's going to follow along and do this thing? I think Tom Horn will stick with it a little bit longer, but I don't think I don't think most people even know this thing exists. That may be the only thing he comes up with this year. Well, no, I still hang don't know. His are on we this? doing more more? Uh, was it uh, counselors? Are we doing school resource officers? School resource is that what we finally decided? So on? we have no counselors in schools. Very little resource officers. That's so all I the money we had, though. you got to pick one. Yeah. He's picked the resource officers. There wasn't um, really a bad thing to choose, but it well, was... you'd like both. You'd like both at yeah. the end of the day. All right. Uh, the Pooter got a visit from his buddy G, you know? Uh, it's just... Uh, isn't that great? That's what friends are for. Oh, Russia and China. They're just so perfect together. You know what? If you could think to yourself, there are some dick haters out there and these two guys are it and they've rolled in here and uh the g is doing his thing they're going to play some pinochle and cribbage and they're going to talk about they're going to eat goulash if i'm she i'm bringing my own stuff uh, yeah i'm not i do not trust this guy at how, all how many people has putin poisoned i'm sorry about that i'm not good cook <laughs> but it, he really wants... Yeah, what's the meeting for? He wants weapons. It's to strengthen everything. They're going to try to push for peace. Huh. Uh, Who's going to try and push for that's peace? That's what China wants to be the broker of peace. They want to be the new voice on the world. Oh, please. And they want to broker peace. And peace for them would be give Russia everything they want, bow down to us, or else it's going to get that ugly. That doesn't sound like peace. No, that's not. That well, sounds that's like peace with them. conditions. Yeah. So that's why they're there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants to show, look, we're not afraid of America. This is a slap to the West. The funny thing is last week, one of their heads came out and said, look, we're all going to get together and nobody is in the lead here. We're all equal. Well, you don't say that. Like, we don't get together with the rest of the world and go, like, Britain, we're all equal here. Nobody's in the lead. No, we're we're higher. Yeah, but the fact (laughs) is, you don't say that because Xi knows he's in a position that Russia needs him far more. Now, will he... Give him any weapons is the big thing. I don't think at this point he's going to give him weapons. This makes Putin look weak, that he's reaching out to China because he's not winning the war in Ukraine. It hasn't gone nearly the way he wanted it to. He thinks he's going to be in and out two, three weeks. Kiev is going to fall. It's expensive to fight a war. It's even more expensive to occupy a place. Yes, especially when you have fighters who don't want to be there. Yeah, big time. So so she and them right now currently, well, they're probably just going to bed. It was a tough night of I heard they played a little pickleball. Oh, God, they (laughs) would. G-ball. It's a Gatos and Chad show.